When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by Smiley One Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. This is a post-game edition uh, being taped in the middle of the night because Daryl and I don't want to sleep, and we want to make sure that you have everything you need in this podcast. So it's always game night in Cleveland for us right now. The Browns, a 32-13 winner over the Cincinnati Bengals. And Daryl, I'm not going to say I didn't expect it, but the Browns were due to have one of these games, and they finally had it tonight where I think for the most part, all three sides of the ball executed and did what they needed to do with the exception of a block kick. And I mean, there were, there were little hiccups along the way, but I never felt like the Browns um, let things go after they scored that first touchdown of the night. What were your thoughts? Uh, Where the hell has that been all season? And nice of them to dress up and play like a football team too. Look, It was a great performance. Great performance started slow, little sluggish in the first half, but man, they opened a can on the Cincinnati Bengals and just listening to guys talk after the game, this went exactly the way they wanted it to. They not only wanted to win this game, they wanted to lay the wood to the Bengals. Uh, there's a little bit of a rivalry here that's developing uh, with Cincinnati. Miles Garrett said after the game, he can't wait to get to Cincinnati and get them in their house uh, next. So uh, this is this is eight of nine. They won eight of nine against the Cincinnati Bengals, the one team in the division they can beat. So they win the Battle of Ohio or can win the Battle of Ohio, uh, which is great. Um, and they just they absolutely had to go in with a, a, a positive taste in their mouth. But, yeah, my number one reaction is where the hell has this football team been uh, over the last four weeks? Because that was as close to a complete performance as we've seen from them to date, Andy. Daryl, uh, Nick Chubb, 23 carries, 101 yards, two touchdowns, average 4.4 per run. And fans have been asking, at least I know I've been saying, just run the guy 18 times. And if guess what? If it doesn't work, then I'll shut up for the rest of the season. They ran him 18 times. They won. You go back, look at the last 16 times that he's run more than 18 times. They've won 13 times out of that. That's his 27th time that he's carried the ball for over 100 yards now. They have lost nine of those games along the way, but your odds are so much greater when he gets 100 yards and gets close to 20 carries a game. Daryl, why is that so obvious to the fans? Why did it look so obvious tonight? And why haven't they been doing that all season? 
I don't know. Uh, but you got two touchdowns and a two-point conversion out of the guy. Also, Kareem Hunt, ladies and gentlemen. They, redis- they rediscovered he was on the football team. Uh, 11 carries, 42 yards, four uh, targets, four catches, 30 yards for him. Uh, the 14 touches exceed the amount of touches that he had in the previous two games combined. So nice to see that they rediscovered that Kareem Hunt is still a Cleveland Brown. We'll see Tuesday afternoon at 4 o'clock if he is still a Cleveland Brown after that. Uh, he said after the game that whatever happens, happens. Uh, you know, he kind of wasn't leaning either way. But just, yeah, I mean, it. it Daryl, would you trade him right now? Would you trade him, yes or no? I don't want to trade him because I think if you trade him, you're raising a bit of a white flag, in my view. Like, had they lost this game, then absolutely, yes, I would have moved them because there's there's no need. You're four games below 500. Now, you're three and five. You're two and one within the AFC North. And I think the only way that they can make any noise is by winning the division. I don't, they're just so far behind in the AFC tie-breaking race right now. They've lost to too many conference games, losses to the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Jets. Killer for them. Uh, they've got the Dolphins, Bills, Bucks coming out of the bye week. Things get uh, continue to be diff- will be difficult for them uh, after they get uh, a little bit of a breather here. But selfishly, no. Uh, and I, look, full disclosure, little full disclosure here. After we were done with him, I shook his hand as somebody who was highly critical of the Browns' acquisition of him in the first place in, in signing him. Look, I I tip I I tip my cap. Mad respect to him. Uh, He was on his best behavior as a member of the Cleveland Browns. He represented himself with class and with professionalism and uh, made a difference when he got opportunities on the field. So in fairness, I I felt it was, you know, kind of appropriate to shake the guy's hand and, and, you know, say, hey, uh, you know, a lot of respect uh, for your time here if, in fact, this is it uh, for you. So. Selfishly, I say no. Um, I still feel like they've got an uphill climb here. And if you do trade them, Andy, I think you make that climb a little more difficult on yourself. So so the only way I think the Browns trade them is if they feel like they can get a second rounder right it's now. Not, I'm that's, telling you right now, that's And not. I don't think they are either. I agree with you. I'm totally with you. I think the only way they do that is if they get a second rounder. And like after – so prior to today's game, and I know that, you know, we promised not to use that postseason word anymore, but – I looked just to see what what the numbers look like on um, playoffstatus.com. Prior to the weekend, the Browns had a 7% chance of making it past the regular season. It's Going now into digits, Monday, right? What'd you say? Double digits now, right? No, they went, yeah, well, they went to 5% before the game tonight. Okay. So after the game and after the win, they jumped to 12%. Now, here's the frustrating part. So if you go and look at. Chance. Well, here's the hard part, because this is what's been bothering me since I started looking at it. All the teams who are 4-4 four and four right now, and that Jets game is just haunting this team, right, yep. is anywhere from a 33 to 55% chance of making the postseason. All 4-4 four and four teams control their own destiny. Right. The Bengals still do. The Browns don't. And that Jets loss, it will haunt this team for the rest of the season unless they can jump over 500. Yep. So I, it's just – 
that that thing bothers me more than anything. And I'm not going to do that tonight because it's a post game show. But that that that's something I keep looking. At. I'm like, I know, and I know the field goal against the the Panthers could have, you know, you you got down to that, and you yeah, maybe the Browns yeah. got lucky on that. I get that, I understand that, but there was no reason to lose that Jets game. Yeah, I mean, None. look, when when you look at the game against Cincinnati, you know, all all the pieces clicked, right? Mm-hmm. Offensively, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Amari Cooper was sensational minus uh, whoever decided he should throw a football. Yeah. Um, For the first time since high school? Yeah. That made and, no and, sense. You know, poor, he even said it was, a, using his word, not mine, he called it himself an abomination. He was trying to throw the ball out of bounds. He's like, I didn't realize it was that hard to throw a ball away. Wow. <laughs> so bad props to those guys. Uh, apparently, uh, Jacoby Brissett, uh, mentioned that 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 page uh, uh, in the playbook has officially been torched. Oh, uh, good, and, and not going to be used again. Donovan Peoples Jones, though, right? He was a big right. contributor. Then you look on defense, man. Yeah, it Miles was a good Garrett, night for the defense. Finally. Miles Garrett set the tone. He really, really did, um, and everyone seemed to kind of follow him. You know, Sioni Taki Taki, who we'll uh, we'll hear from uh, in, in the podcast. Uh, you know, Martin Emerson too uh, caught up with him. Uh, in the locker room for uh, a minute or two, you know, both of those guys made big plays. Um, I, I just, it, Greg Newsome. I it, look, they heard what was said about them in the off season. They absolutely, you know what I'm saying? It just, it goes mm-hmm. back to, but it, why can't they play that way? By the way, Tommy yeah. Togi, I had an appearance in tonight's game. I don't know if you noticed that. I thought he played, yeah, he, he had did. a couple good plays in there. I was like, wait a minute. Tommy Togiai is still on this team. I forgot about that. Well, let's but, put it this way. I, I noticed to, uh, Tommy Togiai uh, for the first time as a Brown and as an Ohio State Buckeye. There you go. Good enough. Because <laughs> when they drafted him, I'm like, wait a minute, he played at Ohio State? Because <laughs> I just never remember heard, hearing his name getting called. But, mm. yeah, I mean, just complete uh, complete effort. Well, minus this. I mean, look, it wouldn't be a Browns game without a, you know, a few special team screw-ups. But, uh, you know. Uh, let's stay positive here. They yeah, let's do took the Bengals to the woodshed and listening. Why, why, to that, why do they have Joe Burrow's number? Why do I, they I don't have know. his number? And, hmm. and for whatever reason, there was a, there was a different level of focus tonight too. I, I, I just, um, there was no yelling and screaming in that locker room afterwards. I mean, it sounded like a Halloween party in there. They, they, the players were the, uh, you know, uh, you know, bumping to the music a little bit. You could hear that. Um, I had heard that David Njoku was the pregame DJ uh, and really kind of got the energy going uh, in the locker room uh, after the game. We were in there doing some interviews before uh, as Miles was getting dressed. He he cranked up a little MJ thriller, which, by the way, was like the halftime show. The, the Browns did an imitation right. thriller for for halftime, which the Stranger w- Things w- stuff I thought was awesome too. the graphics yeah, at the stadium. I thought that I, I was just, pretty cool. I, I I just yeah it's just it was such a great atmosphere you know it was and, a late arriving crowd though Daryl I mean it wasn't you know normally like hey, community lot opened at noon Andy well it just still doesn't oh you're saying they were from there from noon until pretty much pretty much I don't know it was weird because we normally you like you can get the vibe while you're sitting in the cardiac yeah. club before while we're doing the pregame show and it just it never felt like there was a crowd coming into the stadium uh, before you know the game because no. I think. It's almost as if like everyone was expecting the the worst, right? They're right. on national TV. They've not played well in a month. They've given games away left and right. 
And I think that that's why people just were not in, they were enjoying the outside the stadium atmosphere. And this is kind of part of the, the, the problem that comes with uh, the Browns being the Browns, right? right. Um, you know, when you don't win at home and you don't play well, and you know, so the, 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 the fans are going to the stadium more so for an experience than for the game and for the Browns to win. They're, they're, they're there for, other reasons the atmosphere and stuff like that but yeah they had a lot of reason to cheer and i mean it just that was a fun football game to watch it really well okay maybe not for the first 20 minutes but but the, the defense final, still played pretty well early on that you know I, I'll, yeah. I'll i'll hang my hat up on that and it was weird 11 nothing at the end of the first half that was bizarre well i mean a touchdown two-point conversion and a field goal that's how you get to 11 andy it's just and by the way uh, I want to congratulate Cade York for getting a long 50-plus yard field goal past the line of scrimmage without getting blocked. I mean, is it's that not on him his, or is that on It's, it's yeah. not his fault, but uh, man, it it. I mean, it didn't start. Let's be honest about it. The game did not start good. Did not have a good vibe to it early, right? First no, quarter, twelve guys on the field that didn't help any. First, but you know, they, play it, the freaking game. Yeah, 12, you can't make this up. Um, All right. It's hey, listen, Daryl, it's always game day in Cleveland and we are going to have more. This is a post game edition. So we're glad to have it for you. Uh, we are going to go inside the locker room. Again, the Browns win 32 to 13. We'll go inside the locker room next right here on it's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. It's always game day in Cleveland. It's the post game edition of the Browns Bengals. Matchup where the Browns move to three and five on the season. And look at this. The Bengals are now back to four and four. So uh, the Browns, you know, sitting in third place in the AFC North right now, they beat two out of the three teams, probably could have beat all four teams, but unfortunately they did not pull off the win last week against Baltimore. Want to remind you that we're brought to you locally by Smiley One, heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. Daryl, take us inside that locker room. Yeah, we'll start with Sione Takitaki, who had himself a pretty nice game. 13 tackles in total. He had a, uh, a sack, a tackle for loss. He forced a fumble. Just an outstanding defensive performance from Takitaki. The night you had him, and you, you were killing fools out there tonight. Yeah, no, man, I feel like the, the coaches put a great scheme together, man. Put me in a position to win, and uh, we went out there and we executed at a high level. A lot of stuff that we practiced during the week, so... Um, it's a great win for the team, man. I'm, I'm excited to get that going into the bye week. A lot of guys are banged up to come back, and uh, we'll, we'll be stronger. Yeah, you mentioned you guys were banged up, especially at linebacker. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Just how good did it feel, though, to, to be able to have impact plays when you're shorthanded? Yeah, no, man. I, I, I've been waiting for this opportunity. Obviously, I'm a competitor. That's so why I play this game. And, um, you know, the guys were in front of me, and a lot of guys went down. And, um, this was my opportunity now, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's good to get, you know, feel, you know, after a couple of weeks of playing and now just getting thrown in there and actually getting the groove, um, you know, expect this for, for many weeks to come. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm an elite player, um, and, and I'm, you know, really grateful for the coaches putting me in this position to win. And, um, I'm just really excited to get the dub. Seriously. Between last week and how you guys played in Baltimore and tonight, do you guys feel like similar to last year where it started to click defensively after some early struggles? Do you feel like it's starting to click on no, that no, side of the ball I, for you guys? I would guys? say this was definitely probably you know, our best game as, as, a, as a whole defense, you know, cover and, and rush, you know what I mean, and going out there and handling stuff. Like I told the media earlier, man, I feel like 
you know, early on, we were definitely, you know, um, definitely going as a defense, and I feel like it was hard for them to recover. And uh, coaches, Coach Rose called a good game, you know, trying to minimize a lot of stuff that they were doing. And obviously, we knew they were a drop-back pass team, elite you know, cover uh, passing team. And so I feel like, you know, the, the, a lot of the stuff that we did kind of uh, was giving Burrow a lot of, you know, um, blurry looks, and I feel like he didn't really know what was going on. So I feel like the uh, coaches put a great, great game plan, and we went out there and executed. Why, yeah, why were you guys able to really get to Burrow the way you did? You just, I mean, he did make some plays, but just you guys had that constant pressure on him all night, and it just seemed to kind of really wear on him. That, that's that's the scheme, you know. That's the the coaches. The coaches put a game, good, great game plan together. And we went out there and executed. That's basically what it was. Um, a lot of stuff that we saw on tape and that we watched during um, the week as a unit, uh, we were able to go out there and, um, and get after them. Last thing for you, considering how just tough a month it was for you mm-hmm. from a results standpoint, how badly did you guys need this going into this really, bye? Obviously, that's, getting a W is the biggest thing for this team, you know, especially you know the time that it came, going into a bye week. Um, you know, a lot of guys banged up, so we'll get a lot of guys back. You know what I mean? So this W is really, really big for this team, this organization, and uh, against a division opponent. So we're 2-1 and one in the division, and um, we can definitely get a spark going. And there he goes, Yoni Takitaki with a big night. Uh, big piece uh, defensively, Andy, uh, of the defensive effort, collective effort. And, uh, you know, you get the... You just hear it in his voice, the the positive vibe that, that they're starting to get that confidence on that side of the ball reminds me a little bit of what we saw last year uh, after the, the the Patriots game when they had their doors blown off and then the defense finally found their stride. Maybe the defense has found their stride. You know, I do think it helped that Deion Jones uh, – Deion Jones tonight I thought had more of an impact than he did in the first game. And um, I, I thought he made his presence felt. And, you know, you look at him and you're watching him, you're like, man, I'm glad they picked this guy up from Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, real. And when you look at that linebacker situation and just how shorthanded, well, uh, Wu was out. I mean, there were know, a lot of things going on here, right? And you know, we touched. I touched on it with Taki Taki in that interview. Um, you know, guys had to step up at that position, and both he and Jones, I thought, played a strong game, and they made impactful plays, not just plays that came to them, which we have grown accustomed to seeing at the linebacker position for the Browns, but they went out and made plays. Very, very positive sign. Another guy who made some plays, a youngin, Martin Emerson, nine tackles, broke up a couple of passes. Uh, Just, you know, they keep picking on him and he keeps making plays. So uh, here's the, uh, the conversation I had. Uh, with him following the win Monday night. Just talk about the complete defensive effort you guys had. Do you feel like this is is collectively the the best you guys have played all season? Um, yes, sir. I feel like it was the best. You know, we had a shutout during the first half. Honestly, for like, um, well, we did finish, but I feel like we had like some bumps in the road where we could have played better towards the end of the game. You know, I feel like we could have got a shutout, honestly. But I feel like it was a complete game for the most part. You know, there's some things to clean up on film, but I feel like defense played a great game. What did that pressure up front do for you and uh, the rest of you guys in the secondary there? Oh, man, we got the best pass rush, so it's everything. Honestly, you don't have a a cover too long, so you get in good position and just be ready and just knowing the ball coming out fast, you kind of just play 
with um, you can just play free. How bad do you guys need this game tonight, considering just what a tough month it was? Oh, man. Honestly, we need every game. But this game, you know, a big defensive opponent, um, we needed this game bad just to get back on track. How about you and, and the, the way that you have been able to really step up and, and step in? Uh, you know, as a young player, teams haven't been shy and picking on you, and you're going out there week in and week out, and you're making impact plays. Just, uh, you know, what's that feeling like to know that you can be that player at this level? Oh, man, it feels great, you know. There's a lot of things, you know, that I'm still figuring out as a young player, but I feel like it's coming along, you know, and I'm just going to keep getting better and taking it a day at a time, honestly. But it feels good just to, you know, come come in and suit up with my brothers and just get a win like we did tonight. 95 seemed to kind of set the tone when he walked in the building tonight. I and agree. He, and he carried that, you know, seemed to carry it throughout. Everyone really seemed to feed off that energy. Just uh, touch on that and just, the, you know, how he kind of just led quietly, but also he led in a rather loud fashion with his play on the field. Oh, man, Miles is a great player, so, you know. <laughs> He just, you know, he just does him. You know, he Miles is one of a kind. He gonna make plays and and he gonna, you know, he gonna make impact plays for the defense. So that's kind of no surprise. Um, I feel like the music at the beginning of the game probably played a role, and that's because we always lit in here as a defense. We always having fun. So, but it was just a good performance by him. And just got keep stacking. So there you have it. Uh, another again strong uh, performance. Uh, from a youngster who is uh, kind of following in the footsteps of Miles Garrett there. We heard him uh, talk about that uh, at the end of that interview, Andy, just kind of following Miles' lead. Now, you know, Miles just kind of walking in, from walking into that building uh, Monday night, uh, getting on the field, warming up right away early in that game, and just seemed like everybody kind of followed Miles Garrett's lead on the defensive side of the ball, and it led to the best defensive performance, really, uh, of the season. And back-to-back -back, uh, strong defensive performances. We hear that all the time, players talking about stacking games. Well, the defense now has stacked back-to-back -back strong showings together, and I think that that's very, very important when you look at the outlook for this team going forward because – the schedule does get uh, difficult. Daryl, I thought it was interesting. Cincinnati only ran the ball 10 times. That Thank you. It. Cards are in the mail. Yeah. I like, I don't, everyone else has been able to run on the Browns. Thanks Cincinnati. I don't know why you didn't run tonight. Well, it, it, I'll give you, I'll tell you why, because similar to why the Browns were able to attack the Bengals because the Bengals were shorthanded in their secondary. Mm -hmm. Well, so were the Browns. Uh, Denzel Ward wasn't on the field. Um, you know, Greg Newsom was playing hurt. Uh, it, it was not a full strength secondary. So I think that the, and, and then the scoreboard, obviously, uh, especially in, in the, the end, second, I get it. Yeah. yeah there it, we go. You know, in the second half, which has happened to the Browns time and time again, and really, I think skews those statistics. Um, you know, uh, the Bengals had to play catch up and not, and they had to play catch up from multiple scores, which, uh, you know, makes you a little bit one-dimensional so um yeah i thought it was interesting off to the browns during the first quarter um gerard cherry noticed that when miles garrett was in the game they would only throw short passes because they I, I think they felt like 
they had to get the ball out quick because if yep. they gave Miles any amount of time, he was going to bury Joe, and that that actually played true. So I thought that was a really interesting point in the game. Okay, so we've gone inside the locker room. Now I want to go look ahead to tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this right now. Um, and actually, it is today as we record this in the wee hours of the morning. Um, let's talk about the trade deadline, and let's talk about the bye week, what has to happen there, and uh, and kind of the bigger picture for your Cleveland Browns. They win 32-13 against the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a post-game edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you want to be a part of the podcast, it's so easy, so simple. All you need to do is go to social media on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, I'm sorry on Twitter and Instagram. Sorry for all you Facebook users out there. We're not <laughs> Facebook friendly. Sorry. Sorry. Can't do it. And, that was and we will be doing a bi-week mailbag. Bi-week mailbag. Very we nice. We'll do and a then, bi-week mailbag. So make sure you submit those questions at game day CLE. Thank you, Daryl. You picked me up there at game day CLE. All right, Daryl, um, trade deadline coming up. Dude, what are we expecting from the Browns? What do you think? We have a lot of guys or not a lot of guys, but a couple of guys, on one-year deals, uh, you can talk about Jack Conklin. You can talk about, uh, uh, obviously, Kareem Clowney. Hunch has been the one, and Jadavian Clowney would probably be the other. Um, I'm trying what to am think I expecting? Somebody... I am expecting. Yeah, hang on. There was somebody else we were thinking, too. Um, um, who else was I thinking? Oh, Greedy Williams was another person that uh, yeah. the name had come up. Uh, what do you think? I'm expecting crickets, to be perfectly honest with you. And, 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 and I don't say that in a negative way. It's just, look, the, the NFL trade deadline is always anticlimactic. We usually make, you know, we throw stuff around, but I, I just, um, I'm not in favor of giving players away, and I certainly am not in favor of giving good players away. I understand you want to get something for a guy, you know, if you feel like your season's sunk and he's not going to be able to contribute or, you know, whatever. I, I just... And this is part of the thing with them winning Monday night, right? And they won convincingly. This wasn't a, hey, they kicked a Hail Mary field goal like they did uh, against Carolina here. Um, and so you can talk you can talk yourself back into, like we were early, you know, hey, here's what the standings look like. This is the, the, the path back into to getting back into this thing. And so I think the, the, the win Monday night complicates things for Andrew Barry now. And I think it emboldens Barry to stick to his guns to get yeah, what he wants for those Agreed. players. Like if, if he's not getting anything better than uh, a fifth round pick for Kareem hunt, I say you keep Kareem hunt. See, uh, because, if, and here's why Daryl, because if he can duplicate what he did tonight against Cincinnati, the compensation pick is going to be better. Right. Like even if he leaves at the end of the year as a free agent, hundred percent. And right. so like, I don't, there's no purpose there. Like I just don't, you, and, you've and, got, again, if he doesn't get a first or second round pick, for Kareem Hunt, forget about it. It's not worth it. But no yeah. one's going to do that. So right. I can't see Kareem Hunt leaving. Yeah, the, I could be trade, wrong, but. That's a great point. The trade has to be better than the comp pick that they would project to get for Kareem to make it worthwhile. And so you're looking at third round or fourth round. Okay. It has to be a three or a four. Because um, So I just, I, I think a lot of the big moves have already been made. The Ravens made a great trade. That just really, really sucks uh, when you look at the, the Brown situation. Uh, the Carolina Panthers waved the white flag by trading Chris, uh, McCaffrey uh, to the 49ers, and it took Kyle Shanahan like 30 seconds to find a way to incorporate that guy. I mean, they're still trying to – Kareem Hunt's been here for three years. I, I think he gave him the NFC West. Still, 
There's still I think that tra- trade gave them the NFC West. That gets, yeah, I, I, there's no because San Francisco's already be. Correct me, I might be wrong on this, but that they beat the Rams twice already, and they beat Seattle once. They're yeah. going to win the West. Yeah, and I just it, it, it like the Browns are still trying to figure out how to use Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, and they've been here. Think about you know what I'm saying. Right. Gaffrey goes to San Francisco, and he's already you know. <laughs> I just it it's just. It's fun for us to talk about snaps and carry and, and, and all that kind of stuff, but it also aggravates me because I, I kind of feel like sometimes this isn't nearly as hard as the Cleveland Browns make the sport of football out to be at times. Overthinking? I mean, we've talked about this. Just, Again, I say you see a game like tonight. I think this is a game we've all expected that this team is capable of playing, that they right. have the talent, even with all the injuries. What They had – uh six at least 12 guys you know between the injured reserve and more than that between guys that were inactive to i just i look at it and i'm like man what is the deal here you've got all this talent and make it happen that's the frustrating thing again they they have the pieces and parts they have the talent and they're not uh playing to expectation like what we saw monday night against the bengals is what i had been expecting to see jacoby Brissett was outstanding Granted, yeah. I, one of the things I, I, as I was writing my top takeaways during the game, I, you know, uh, I left it out um, because of how well the game went. But like in the first half, like I saw three plays where Brissett completely did not read the field well and was missing guys to rope And I was like, well, Jacoby Brissett sees the field as well as Baker Mayfield does. And he's six inches taller than Baker. <laughs> like, um, and I, you know, trying to, you know, have, have a little, whatever, but, but he played well, you know, season high, uh, quarterback rating. I think he was like in the one thirties for a quarterback rating. Um, if I remember that correctly, um, another, uh, I think, I think the two seventy eight he threw for is a season high for him too. I'm pretty confident because he had a two fifty five, I believe, earlier this year. So that I'm confident that two seventy eight. So you could arguably say he played his best game of the season. Uh, you know, and him and Amari Cooper, they they got it going on, man. Uh, you know, this is the third hundred yard receiving game for Cooper uh, this season, um, and. I mean that. Uh, All right, I don't want to say it because I'm going to say it anyways. Because you're going to see Deshaun Watson come back against the Texans. So between now and then, you've got three games. And the way the Buccaneers have been playing lately, I do think the Browns very have a winnable. Chance in yeah, very that's one. Winnable. I think the Miami's Dolphins winnable. will be interesting, and I do think with with an extra week off, it gives them time to heal, prepare, and go play the Dolphins. I do think they can conceivably go two and one over the next three, and so that takes you to. Uh, what five and six when you hand the ball back over to Deshaun Watson? Yeah. I don't, do you want to play that game or not? Um, I, I just did. I know we just like I said what this game did and what this win did. Now we're talking ourselves back into this team can get themselves back into the thick of things. And I, I, I moratorium still stands on the p word as far as I'm concerned. I said games and, after and, the regular and, season. And, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm upholding your words. Until until they get back to 500 here, but like what you saw Monday night was this is what this team is capable of. That's you know what I mean. Like it's it's great. Fans should feel uh, you know that that atmosphere was wonderful. I hope that like that wasn't the last good memory of the season. You know what I mean? Like 
uh, hopefully that wasn't the 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 the, the climactic point of the pay season. Pay the man, pay the Ho- man. Brian Hoyer, right? Thursday yeah. night, Bengals in Cincinnati. Where it was in Cincinnati, just, I really, um, yeah, that was a Thursday night game, if I remember uh-huh. correctly. They went to seven and four, I believe. They improved. Yeah, but to we had to get Baker they, Mayfield on the field. Wait, no, big, no, we had to get Johnny Manziel on the field. Though, they were, man. they had to, they. they the team president needed to sell Johnny football jerseys. That's what happened. Um, I just, yeah, I, I'm talking myself. You got me talking my sorry, bro. Back into this. but no, I mean that, that when it's you okay. Play, you know what? I'd rather do this for the next like two weeks. That, when you when you play to expectation and to potential, it's easy to feel good about them, right? Well, they have talent. That's why. That's why we want to be here. This is why we want to talk about them and, and this way. Sean, and I got to tell you, the thought of going through the next two weeks, Daryl, the thought of going through the next, you know, 13 days until Miami coming off a loss to the Bengals would have been brutal because all we would have been talking about oh, is no, this, Deshaun it, Watson and trades. This this would have been brutal if they lost the game. Like, if they lost Monday night, uh, I had a eulogy prepared. Nice. Um, I was going to start out like Prince, dearly beloved. We are gathered here. <laughs> Minnesota's but not on the roster, what? so okay. Guess, you don't have what? to. You can put it away. There is there. You put the shovels away. There is no throwing dirt on the casket that is the the 2022 season just yet. It's still in the hole. It's still in the hole, but we're not piling the dirt on it just yet. Not ready to bury them, and the. Uh, the, the trolley is still over the grave, so they can yank that thing right out of the ground with a couple more wins here, and we could have the resurrection of resurrections by Brown standards. But that well, was, it's I, I got to re- tell you, that was a fun game to watch Monday night. That was well, a lot of fun to watch. I don't know. Get ready because Berea is going to get packed again once Deshaun Watson starts ramping things up here in a couple. What do we have? Two more weeks here until he can practice? Uh, he is eligible to practice November 14th, I believe. Two weeks. There you go. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. The Browns win 32 to 13 for our producer, Meredith Kane, who's been outstanding, staying up here in the middle of the night to make sure you are fully satisfied with our podcast. Yes, yes, yes. If you like what you're listening to, well, you know what to do. Subscribe to the podcast. If you want to be a part of the podcast, which uh, Daryl and I are talking about doing a couple more mailbags coming up here uh, in the near future, all you have to do is hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagram, at Game Day CLE. For Daryl, I'm Andy. See you later. It's always Game Day in Cleveland.